0: Remember, don't fuck around at home. That Shooting Podcast is not legal advice and may not be legal at the point in time that you're listening to this. Welcome to episode two of That Shooting Podcast, Good Bangs vs. Bad Bangs. Today's topic is ammunition. Is this good ammunition? Is this bad ammunition? Only you can decide. And it may be too late. (laughs)
1: I'd like to thank Connor Masara for the sweet tunes at the beginning of this uh, podcast. Check him out on Instagram. He is up on there. He's got all kinds of cool clips and some uh, some jams if you want to listen to him.
0: Yeah, we really 30. dig it. He was nice enough to uh, let us use his stuff. Uh, we'll uh, link to his Instagram on our own Instagram, that underscore shooting underscore podcast. And as always, you can reach us at that shooting podcast at gmail.com. How are you doing today, Mike?
1: I'm fantastic, Christopher. How are you?
0: I am doing great. It's Friday. The sun's not out, but it's not snowing and it's not raining. We survived Snowmageddon to the whitening.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Well, some places did.
0: Yeah. Our heart goes out to you if you had no power for, you know, darn near two days, because that really sucks.
1: Yeah, it was um, Saskatchewan. It got hammered pretty good in some spots, so we still got a couple... No, I wouldn't say too. There's a foot of snow for sure in the yard yet. Yeah. It Luckily is. we got a pile of rain first. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they're talking about rain this weekend, so making things Ooh. tough for the range. A little muddy out there. I'm
0: trying to think of something pithy
1: to say about nah, shooting in the mud, but there's really nothing. There's nothing. Prairie brutality. That's uh, that's when it Right? One fun. day we're going to have bad weather. One day we will. There's been a lot of talk about digging a trench and having to follow the trenches like in those Finnish matches. That would be so cool. I don't know if they want us cutting a trench, which <laughs> might, uh, might be a problem. Well, look up Bird Egg, they got all that stuff up there. <laughs> yeah, shout out, Bird Egg, thanks. Yeah. Sweet sponsor of that shooting podcast.
0: Soon, yeah, soon to be announced to <coughs> them, anyway. So we're going to roll right into it today. We'll touch briefly on PPE, you know, personal protective equipment, because we're going to try to say all of our acronyms here for those uh, unanointed how that is going to protect you from you know regular operation and abnormal operation of firearms because at the end of the day you want to have all your bits and bobs when you go home
1: yeah absolutely it's um shooting is is of course a it's a great it's a great hobby pastime sport um job (laughs) if you're a if you're a cool sponsored shooter um but yeah right you want to you make sure you got your Your eyes and your ears with you at all the times. Uh, You never know when things can go wrong. Uh, Yeah, you got to play smart, just like anything else. You put a helmet on and play football. Well, at least you should. It's a good idea. Unless you're cool and you play rugby. Nah, well, okay, yeah, but those guys are hard. Hard AF. That's what they are. Not those soft American football (laughs) That's, that's, yeah, yeah. Wearing
0: their helmets and their shoulder pads. Yeah,
1: flopping around everywhere when they get flicked. (laughs) It's awful. God, terrible, terrible.
0: All right, uh, so in case any of you aren't aware, uh, generally when you head to the range, you want a couple pieces of PPE, you're going to want some good eye protection, you know, don't go to the dollar store and pick up some sunglasses, Um, generally you're going to want something with a safety rating on it, I think the rating is uh, like 87 point something.
1: I don't know what that number is, Um, mm, safety glasses are your best bet, Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess if you if you, for some reason you don't have them anything is better than nothing at that exact moment yeah but um, we should definitely have definitely have something that's uh, rated for a little bit of impact just in case
0: yeah well if you got some old ones from work or go to the hardware store pick up some yep. glasses safety supply shops if you want to get super fancy go into a lot of firearms businesses retailers they'll sell um, you know kits from the $20 for ear protection and eye protection up to like darn near bullet resistant goggles and sunglasses if you want to go the high performance comfortable route. Your options are pretty wide out there, tinted, not tinted. And then ear protection you can go as simple as little foamy inserts that you use once and throw away all the way up to a couple hundred dollar units that you connect to radios and are electronic so they cancel out noise and you can hear other people talking, you can communicate using your radio, they can get pretty fancy.
1: Yeah, those are those are nice, especially if you're, especially for a match or something, right, and you got range commands, you know, it blocks blocks out the shots, takes takes away the big noise, but at least you can hear something if there was a ceasefire situation or, or whatever it may be, there's still good communication with them, so, but yeah, anything anything is, is good. Plug yeah, them I'm- up, you only got one set of ears, and when they're gone, they're gone eyes. That's right. That's right. For sure.
0: Can't drive without them. No. Um, the other thing we'll briefly touch on is uh, reloads. Nowadays, especially as ever with ammunition being in slightly shorter supply, people are going to reloading their uh, ammunition. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not going to get too in-depth into it because it is, it is a quagmire oh, adjacent to an ocean of knowledge that yeah. you can it's, get into
1: it's such a rabbit hole in the reloading world that it's you you could discuss it for hours with multiple different people and probably come up with different solutions different different ways that's right yeah it's yep. it's never ending right from the guy that weighs every case and and every projectile and sorts it by weight and to the guy that's cranking out nine millimeter on a big press where he's Making sure everything is where it's supposed to be, but he's pulling the handle and Away tra- trashing out thousands of rounds. Yeah, for sure. Yep.
0: So generally, you know, reloaders are going, should do some information on what their gun can handle, what they'd like to shoot, what other people are shooting, so they can make an educated decision. You don't want to just throw, you know, any bullet and any powder in together because you could, uh, your gun might not take it.
1: No. Well, you, you need a reloading manual. Never, you never go off of somebody's, Load that works in their gun. Every firearm is different. Sure, there is, there's pressures that that manufacturers build. You know, build the guns and the cartridges are based on that. Yeah, but ev- everything is a little bit different. So never take what your buddy is shooting out of his 300 Win Mag and think. Yeah, that'll be the exact same load I'm going to run in mine. You could you could run into a lot of problems on the high end and in the low end. There's there's always the situation of an undercharge where you have a big airspace, builds up too much pressure. It's it's bad. Just just don't do it. You uh you invest in a good reloading manual, study it, pay attention, you don't get yourself distracted by stuff. Yeah. Um if you're doing it, you need to you need to concentrate and put all your thoughts towards that because you're you're building tiny bombs. This <laughs> is yeah. essentially what you're doing, right? That you're holding within arm's reach. Yeah, absolutely. So you need to... You got to pay attention.
0: You got to do it right. First time, every time. Mm-hmm. Now that we've touched on that, we'll kind of talk about... Uh, you know, you go to the range. Luckily, you know, most people who shoot don't ever have to come into malfunctions from the cartridges. Generally, sometimes you can go your whole shooting career if you're just a casual hunter without running into any issues but if you do you need to be able to identify them when you do because the consequences of misidentifying a firearm uh, cartridge malfunction um, could be
1: catastrophic. Yeah 100 percent you know something like a uh, deal in the reloading world you know squib load so Mm -hmm. of course we call a squib load um, typically when that happens it's usually for you know everything was complete but it missed the powder mm-hmm. right or powder didn't burn right maybe you have a maybe you got old powder maybe you had wet powder i don't know right mm-hmm. but there was a situation in there that you know you, you pull the trigger the hammer falls and it you know sounds like a cap gun click and it usually
0: has a bit of a bang when the powder goes
1: off there's a little bit there yep yeah, for sure but it would be if if you're i guess if you're if you're painted tension to that one lacquer recoil
0: mm-hmm.
1: to certainly an audible difference into it mm-hmm. um so that 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 should be that first clue to know um on a squib load you will have enough you will have enough pressure built in that case to get that projectile to your bear so it may right it you may get a squib and let's say you're shooting your semi-auto pistol of some sort so click Hmm, nothing happens that's weird naturally did cycle a slide Mm -hmm. so you rack a slide you throw another one in there the bullet moved far enough down the chamber everything chambers fine everything locks up again and you go bang now you're in the game of barrel obstruction Mm -hmm. and there's there's instances where we've seen it yeah you know stacked up nine millimeter slugs in a barrel luckily for that guy there was no issues with that. Mm-hmm. He ended
0: up... The gun was built beefy enough in the action. Yeah. Was such that he didn't have a catastrophic failure right. of the gun or the ammunition in a way that caused any injury. That being said, they had some crap blowing out of the action eventually.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly how it... What What finally alerted them to what was going on. I'm assuming they were stacked up far enough back that it wouldn't go into battery. Yeah. I'm assuming that's probably what happened in that case, but yeah he was that was one of the lucky situations on on there um
0: lucky being that now his gun is bricked but nobody got hurt
1: yeah yeah the gun the gun can be replaced uh your fingers and face not so much that's the wonders of plastic surgery <laughs> well i guess right uh they can do all kinds of things and, and i guess we don't have to pay for it here no do you well you probably don't have <clears> to pay
0: <throat> for the surgery but all of the drugs and parking at the hospital yeah
1: Man, 10 bucks a day, way back when.
0: I, yeah, it's still oh, ridiculous. Pretty,
1: is it? Yeah. Well,
0: there you go. So, you know, they just put it in, on the edge of town and surrounded by parking lot. Or put in a parking lot. To it. Throw up a fence.
1: <laughs> throw up a fence and a booth. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, so that's squibs. You have a partial ignition or something. The projectile out of the cartridge. Mike already mentioned what you see. Generally, the gun won't cycle or it'll partially cycle. If you go to cycle the gun, you should have... It'll likely dump powder all over the action. If the powder didn't burn, you'll have a case, but no projectile on the end of it. Those are good indicators of a squib. Always make sure you check your barrel either with a cleaning rod if you can't see down it, or visually after you clear the firearm to make sure there's nothing stuck in the barrel, because chances are it may not have cleared the barrel and you've got something hanging out in there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I think everybody's probably seen the <laughs> seen seen the pictures you know in a in a course or something right The instructor's yeah. got a picture of a you know you, you use a shotgun mm-hmm. where bird hunting and shotgun gets dropped or guy trips and he pitchforks it into the stubble or something crazy like that dusts it off thinks nothing of it first birds come in boom and that thing turns into a massive massive ban- banana peel. banana peel instantly right so you know, try try and be cognizant of all of those all of those situations, right? Heck, even in a match, God, I've seen guys wipe out or drop a gun and stuff, and you have that moment of, oh, geez, I hope everything was. And typically, in the heat of the moment, the guy picks it up and goes. And... Yeah, but Depends at, at the same got time, position. right? You gotta. Yeah, if you got a good, you got a good RO, he'll be on top of that as well. Something something drops and falls. That's usually. A ceasefire pretty quick and yeah we, we go from there but yeah when in doubt
0: at the end of the day err on the side of safety because ouchies are bad times
1: that's right for sure well and that just leads to the you know the overcharge as well on the reloading side if you're uh, once once again your your phone rings or something crazy happens you're charging cases you forget where you're at maybe you didn't move your powder funnel over throw another charge you got something that's you know you use a revolver cartridge let's say right Mm -hmm. 44 meg whatever something that's whatever grain you're shooting right you've got the case volume you end up throwing a double charge in there you see the bullet you crimp everything's fine think nothing of it pipe bomb boom explosion had one of them happen too (laughs) yeah that was same thing fella was fella was awfully lucky in that situation there they get blew the top strap off and cylinder come apart and there was there was chunks flying everywhere, but he had a pair of glasses on, he had some ears on. So I think he came away unscathed, but once again that could have been a terrible situation. So you know it's in it's in anything. It's you double charge any kind of case and if yeah
0: gun isn't sh- gonna take it.
1: No, it's not. No visual inspect. You know take a flashlight. Look down look on your reloading block. Look on every case. Make sure your powders are there. Make yep. sure everything looks consistent. Uh, before you move on to your next step so
0: yeah if you if you overcharge a case you're going to know right away yeah unfortunately you're not going to get a chance to
1: you're probably not going to get a second chance no no if it if it doesn't grenade something it's gonna it's gonna lock up an action it's gonna bulge a barrel if you do get it open you might have a stuck case you might have a toasted Mm -hmm. bolt head there's there's tons of different ways and it's if you're lucky you'll have a
0: a big bang a big flash yep. a big recoil the action may or may not cycle check out everything if you do or if you're fairly confident it was an overcharge or uh, significantly abnormal firing stop shooting it clear it when you get a chance take it to a gunsmith because there may be you know stretching cracks damage there that you're not going to notice you know just with your average untrained eye but you yeah know, it might be something a gunsmith would pick up on that you know yeah locking lugs are sheared or cracked or stretched or Yep, that's that's exactly it. Hang fires aren't super duper common, but they are more in old or surplus ammo. Yeah. Um, you run into issues, you pull the trigger, gun goes click, you wait a second, and then powder goes off. Bang. Not a not a huge hazard if you're aware of it. You don't want to you don't want to forget about that possibility though. If you pull the trigger, gun goes click Uh, always keep it pointed in a safe direction, hold it there for a couple seconds, generally three to five, just to make sure there's no slow powder burn going on there. Let it sit aimed on target. Once you're confident that nothing in there is burning, you can manually cycle the action, or your other option, if you have a way to strike it again, you could uh, try to strike the primer again in case it was a light primer strike, uh, and see if you'll get it to discharge a second time. I know I've had that with some really hard surplus ammo. In, oh, like yeah, for sure. have Yep. One click, yep. nothing. Pull the hammer back again, fire it again, it goes second time all the time. Yep,
1: that's right. Yep, yeah, it could be one situations. Like I said, uh, either uh, hard primers, uh, bad burn, light primer strike. Yeah, absolutely. You could, you could have any one of those situations, but I think that's key. Um, if it goes click, and you kind of look around, and keep, keep it pointed downrange. Because there's always that possibility that you're gonna have that delay. Anybody the muzzle loads right, or even shifting the gun around, you're moving oh, that man. powder around. In the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The like cartridge. weird, weird things can happen. For the most part, they don't. But once again, just be be smart. Be smart about all those all them situations.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know we were we were shooting some surplus up on the range. There was a couple we identified as uh, very hot. So luckily mm-hmm. they had specific projectiles loaded in. So we, we pulled them aside as we found them because they were spicy boys. Yep. And then there was a couple, mm-hmm. uh, he pull pulled the trigger and it'd be click bang. And we had a pile of those cause that was old, old surplus cordite and 303. So it, oh, it yeah. uh, gets unstable over time.
1: Spaghetti string powder.
0: And service announcement <clears throat> for everybody: Dangerous spaghetti, as I like to call it. Dangerous spaghetti? <laughs> Cordite is corrosive, so if you find surplus 303 and you shoot it, make sure you clean your gun after.
1: That's right. You're just gonna have a big rusty mess. It's gonna it, be bad.
0: It will pit like a pit like a pothole in March. Saskatoon so Ring Road, man. <laughs> that damn Ring Road there, especially where it meets Idlewild, and everybody slows down. Yeah, that's it right. It gets nasty.
1: Yeah, sure Semi does. Semi
0: sitting on there. <laughs> Uh, what else we got? Barrel obstructions we briefly touched on. Yep. Um, you get a squib barrel obstruction. So something's coming from the back end forward. You fall down in the dirt. You stick your muzzle in the dirt. You're going to get a squib that... or Not a squib. Barrel obstruction. You're going to Bugs Bunny that, uh, Bunny that shotgun and it's not going to be a good time. No. Terrible. Oil or other stuff just in the bore. If you, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. If that's you're right. shooting a surplus gun, yep. they got cosmoline packed in the bore generally... I don't know if I'd recommend shooting through it. I
1: would definitely give her a good scrub out. That stuff is sticky. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, if it's coated that hard, that action probably doesn't even move. But, it, it, besides the fact, um, clean them out, run, run some patches down that thing. Like, you, yeah, you, you don't even want to play with that. You can you start messing with weird pressure curves and... This
0: stuff's going to start flying apart. Yeah,
1: it, it does. It's just the way it is. Absolutely. Even, even cleaning your guns. Yes. say you should you should patch, run a dry patch through that board before you shoot it. Yep. If you put it away for an extended amount of time, right? You get a shot of. I've been that guy, and I know lots of guys that do too. They give yeah. a give a squirt down the muzzle and give you it a safe. twist, and it kind of leaks down, and then they're happy because maybe that rifle might not be touched for yep.
0: a year, maybe right? Well, you don't know. Maybe a friggin' spider went and made his uh, family's multi generational home in the barrel Anything. of your yeah. 22, 250 and yep. uh, something calcified in there and all of a sudden, bang, you got, a, you got half of a 22, 250. That's
1: right, yep. Crazy, crazy things happen. If you do bring your cleaning rod to the
0: range with you, make sure you take it out of your gun before you shoot it. People will do that.
1: <laughs> Oddly
0: enough, that happens. That happens. Like... If your gun is getting cases stuck in the barrel and you need to knock the empty cases out with a cleaning rod, that's probably another problem you should get checked out. But... Make sure you take your cleaning rod out before you load the next round and shoot it. Because... <laughs>
1: cool. I can't believe that can even happen. Like, it, the possibilities are endless. Are, but yet, how? I'm just I disappointed it doesn't launch it like a rifle grenade. It'd be super cool if it did. It probably would without a projectile. It might. We're not trying it.
0: No. No. Don't try that at home. No, that's that's a bad uh, bad news. Adults, bears. because this isn't a child's show.
1: No, well... It, it,
0: Hey, if you're a child a, who wants to get into shooting, you got a message. You do it. Look at you. Yeah, uh, Spam. Get films. Mario. Get films. Mystery
1: ammo. Ooh, boy. Range pickups. Now, I am 100% guilty mm. of
0: this. Right? I'm 100%. Yep. As a wee tyke, you know, you'd be like, oh, you left our two two three on the ground. I'm going to run that through my Armalite AR-15. Mm-hmm. And it'll be cool because ammo's only $1,199 for a box of 20. That's right. Yeah. There's two. Well, there's a couple types of mystery ammo. Both of which I'm guilty of. Um, the other is going to the gun show, and they've got, oh hey, look at that random bag of 303 for 20 bucks. Yeah, I'll pick that up real good. Yeah, yeah. how could I say no, right? Yeah, for sure. and I I, I I'll give myself credit in that uh, I gave it a look over, you know, physically made sure there was no corrosion on it, made sure nothing looked janky, nobody pulled bullets out and reloaded it with tight group or something. So you got to be very careful of that because if you're shooting ammunition you don't know how it's been stored, you don't know necessarily where it came from or how it's been loaded. That thing could have been at the bottom of the China Sea for for 7 months before well, they
1: dredged it up. Any Oh man, yeah, it's if you yeah, you're at a range, you see some live ammo, you know, do, do the right thing, pick it up, put um, it in the usually most, most we'll, ranges got a barrel or something yeah. right, you can discard uh you know, some primer struck rounds or or whatever live ammo that was dumped out from a match, clearing a gun or something, gets lost in the grass or yeah. whatever it may be. But don't, oh man, super bad idea. Don't don't feed it in your gun because you nope. just don't know.
0: No, and that came up for uh, IPSC International Practical Shooting Competition. There are a couple different classifications, and one of them is uh, open, and they shoot what is called plus P. So overpressure ammo in their big heavy guns with compensators on them to run the compensators. That ammo will fit in factory guns. So if I pick it up and put it in my lovely Beretta 92, it might hold together, but it also might not. And yep. just looking at it at the ground, you can't tell if that is standard loaded ammo, underloaded ammo, over pressured ammo. You know, it'd be a bad time to, you know, blow up your $300 thousand dollar handgun and then have
1: to go you know to the doctor because you got bits of shrapnel all up well, in your yeah face. For sure. oh i've seen guys where they get exactly like do the gun show thing right and get a there's the uh the plastic 50 round case reloaded ammo right
0: 308
1: 30.6 yeah. i don't care whatever whatever your caliber is and he's like man how could i pass that up like reloaded ammo and took it, it to the range and started shooting it and i was beside him i'm like That sounds a little, sounds a little hot. It's got a bit of a bark there to it. Opens a bolt, pulls this case out. Yep, necks are splitting. Just a combination potentially of crappy reloads. Cases were thin and brittle. God knows how many times they've been reloaded maybe. I don't know. But it was a quick, hmm, that's, that's interesting. Took a little gamble. Well, we try one more just, just to see what it does. Pull the, pull the trigger boom big flame out the end split case again done finished that's it yep. like just
0: pull them apart for parts yep and
1: that's literally what he was going to do He's going to pull projectiles dump the powder get rid of it yep. done don't 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 even mess with it it's uh, it's just not worth it I know things are things are tight in the ammo land and and prices and all that stuff but it's I well, they can put a price on, harming on home at the end of the day well right like it I don't know it doesn't make sense to me but well, that's that's just me.
0: You're not going to want to shoot after you throw a bolt through your face.
1: No, not really. Going to give you a flinch. No. Yep. If anybody watches YouTube, I'm sure you watched a 50 cal Serbu blow apart and that yep. situation there, right? That was so, a barrel obstruction. No, that was an overcharge. That was an overpressure.
0: No, they figured it was a barrel. Of that uh, barrel, because those were slap rounds. Yeah, they were sable rounds. Yeah. So they figured something got stuck in the barrel after the first one. Really? Because yeah, it was a weird. I like I feel like he said something about that in his thing. Oh, I didn't. He see was that, a weird but... recoil. And like, oh, In yeah. hindsight, he should have noticed it. But then I think he they when they sent the next one. Yeah,
1: yeah. but I thought it was a pressure thing. I thought so. I, th- well, I thought that's what he was saying. Like he was he was shooting it, and each round felt not like the last. Mm-hmm. Like some were hot, and then well, the next it'd be one was like graded powder. I think. Probably, sure, right? absolutely. And then yeah, whatever the situation was, but bad news. He is that man is very lucky. He is very super lucky. lucky. Stick a thumb in it. <laughs> I need one of those t shirts.
0: I really do. Uh well the internet's man. You can get whatever you want.
1: I could. Just don't be a baby. American dollars then, cost yeah, me right? like five hundred dollars or something.
0: Mystery ammo. Don't shoot it if you don't know where it came from. Just like that song goes, don't don't put it in your mouth.
1: Yeah. Put it in your gun. That don't don't you put it in your gun. Don't yeah, put one. it in your gun. Yeah, just Stuff it in your mag. <laughs> don't stuff it in your We could it might oh look good in We could make a song. Because it's in a nice bag.
0: If you don't know just what it is, remember, ladies and gentlemen, don't put it in your gun.
1: Sweet PSA. I right. like it. That was a gooder.
0: Wicked good. Yeah. Besides all of that, and branching off of mystery ammo, is it the right caliber for your gun? I hey, got crazy I got things, a Farty man. Fire. What do I put in my Farty Fire? Yep. Well, what forty four is it? That's a bad example because there aren't a ton of 44s. No. 22 is a good one. Yep. 22 covers 22 long, right? Well, 22 short, short all the way up to 22 250. Yep. So, what 22 do you want? Is it the right 22? That's right. Is your gun marked? What does that marking say? Yep. There are a lot of firearms. 300 Blackout is a bad one. Yep. You can chamber, and they use the same magazine, a 300 Blackout in a 5.56 gun. Yep. Um, a 300 blackout uses a 30 cal. Bear uh, 30 cal projectile. Five five six uses a 22 caliber projectile. Right. You can't push a 30 cal projectile through a 22 cal barrel, no matter how hard you try. No, it'll be bad. You got to have an idea what you're doing. That's right. And that that's covered in your PAL course. Gives you an idea. Run yep. through the calibers, because you
1: could have a bad time. Well, sure. Well, a great example actually we were just talking about it, was like your your 17 park. Yeah, so 17 HMR super popular. Everybody's got one for the most part. Great, cool little, cool little round. Um, and then you know a few years ago they brought the WSM out. Yeah, um, which is actually based off. It's based off of like a rail it's, uh,
0: neck down 22 mag, isn't it? No,
1: no. The WSM is based off of like a the nail gun. It's really? Yeah, yeah. That's that's how this the thing nail was. Nail gun cartridge. Like for the.
0: Power-actuated it?
1: yeah, like a like a pass loader or something like that, right? That's Dang. that's where that case come from. That's wild. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool, right? So can you shoot the no, ammo just the no, nail guns? No, no, you can't. but would be an assault nail gun. Oh, I see. Prohibit. <laughs> Building a house with a claw hammer. There you go. But anyway, okay. This is stupid. You have a WSM gun. It'll ch- it'll chamber. It'll it'll throw a it'll throw an HMR in there. Probably in fire. It. It'll get. It'll probably fire. That projectile's probably going down the barrel because it's the right caliber and the right size. But I guarantee you, there's going to be exploded pieces of brass everywhere because the chamber's not the right size. Yeah, yeah. That's because r- it fits. Don't mean you can send it. That's right. Yep, hundred percent. So there's and that, you know, right, you can you can do the five five six two two three, seven six two fifty one three o eight stuff right. Yep. I forget how does a, a 5.56 five, chamber is a little, it runs at a higher pressure and it's but, a yeah. little bit bigger. So you can run a 2.23 in a 5.56, five, but you shouldn't do 5.56 five, in a strictly 2.23 chamber.
0: Correct? Y- y- kind of, yeah. Kind of. Now three your one. happy
1: medium is like a 2.23 watt.
0: Yes. There's and trend. That's generally how they're marking everything nowadays. Yeah. rated for it. Yeah, you don't um, see them. 5.56, five, you shouldn't have any problem running 2.23 in it. Just the, there's specific guns like uh, Ryan Ryan mentioned, uh, came up in conversation the other day. The Ruger Mini 14, they make like a super match rifle. It won't run 5.5.6, five, the chamber's too tight. Really? Oh. That's a case, or if you had a really old 2.2.3 gun, like something from the 60s, then it might not be set up because the pressure in 5.5.6 is greater.
1: Greater than 2.2.3. Like,
0: by a significant margin. I yeah, think it's, quite a bit. Well, the SAMI spec anyway. Yeah, so the, for sure. How the cartridge is certified is at a higher pressure, so that the guns have to be to higher pressure. My understanding is manufacturers are kind of overspecing their actions in two just in case, yeah. a, to cover their butt. Yeah, probably. But you know, when in doubt, read the manual, consult the manufacturer. Yep. See what everybody else is doing. Those will give you three good
1: points to see yep. what's what's not going to blow you and your gun up. That's right. Yeah. Well, on two, two examples, right? Uh, Ruger American Ranch takes the Yarmegs, Yep. That's a 5.56 five, barrel. Uh, Mossberg MVP Patrol. Yep. That's a 5.56 five, chamber as well. So there's not that there's a plethora of 5.56 five, stamped ammo in the world anymore. Actually, I barely see it
0: over here. I Winchester white box. Have we got some I've of seen. that stuff yet? Yeah.
1: So. So there's are some instances for sure. So it's just small things. Uh, like I said, yeah, when in doubt, ask. Well, that's ask before thing. you do it. Calibers that are the same that are marked differently, yep.
0: like uh, three hundred eight Winchester and seven six two fifty one. Yep. Different different designations, but interchangeably the same cartridge. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, very much so.
0: Um, and then go up, go over to Europe. They've got all their metric uh, sizing for everything. So again. Be cognizant of that. So, you know, if you're getting weird ammo, because I'm sure the market will be flooded with the weird stuff because that's all we can get. Yeah, um, that's right. Make sure, it's, make sure it's the right stuff for your gun. Yeah. I know there was a bunch of surplus, quote-unquote, 8 mil that came in that people were running through guns because it was brought in and is sold as, like, 8mm miles or 8x57. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was, like, 8 by... I don't know if the projectile was oversized or the casing was. It must have been the projectile. Oh, really? It was like some weird, like weird proprietary Turkish ammo. Huh. That was Crazy. close enough to 8mm that it would chamber in guns, but it either the projectile was too tight or the cartridge was too hot, and people were blowing up their guns. Really? Yeah. Holy man. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, it was It was kind of like they brought like one C can of it in or something. Right. Huh. Crazy. Because it was all on, uh, it was an ammo can, belted ammo cans. Sweet. So I know the old man uh, picked up a specific barrel, yeah. for that
1: ammo. Oh, okay. So they
0: could run it through his nineteen nineteen.
1: Yep. Sweet. No unrestricted baby. Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. I don't
0: think we'll. I don't think we'll talk about shotguns and chokes and all that stuff. We'll save that for a shotgunning. Oh, yeah.
1: Episode because shotguns are their own can of worms. Oh, they are. There's same thing. You can go on for hours and hours about it. I'm sure Mike would like to. Yeah, our gang member of the <laughs> Trap Club. Do they sell memberships? The yeah, club?
0: absolutely. Shout out to the Verdant Trap Club. Yeah,
1: get a hold of old Jeffrey; he will uh, he'll hook you up for sure.
0: Yeah, And they got a pile of ammo. They do. So if you will they want do. shoot a shotgun and you don't have any ammo, contact your local Trap Club. Usually they've got a Trap Club, a little, Trap Crab, Rabbit habitat Crab. Usually crab they've crab got crew? a pile of uh, Crab Trap. Usually they've got a pile of uh, ammo there that you can. You can buy two shoot trap there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be whatever I forget what it used to be, but uh, yeah, you'd buy your your round of trap. So there's your twenty five targets and your twenty five rounds and shoot till the sun goes down. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. a good time. It is all oh, cheap. Shoot shooting trap is so much fun. It really
0: is. Yeah. If you are listening to this podcast and you haven't shot before, if uh, trap in my opinion is a good entrance into it. It's not super technical. The community, as far as I've seen, is pretty nice.
1: Yeah, they're solid, um, solid guys. And, yeah, there's always uppitys,
0: and it's fun because you're you get to shoot at moving targets. Yeah, for sure. Because like shooting is, you know, can be a little bit daunting, and you're yep. shooting at a piece of paper, so it's like, oh, I'm
1: working Yay. the gun that's making
0: noise. That kind of can wear off. The novelty can wear off a yep. little bit. Yeah, um, that's
1: why shooting steel is fun. Yeah, shooting Bang. steel Bing. targets, reacting oh, targets, yeah. good time.
0: Shooting trap, yep. it is a good time if you haven't tried it. I would recommend it. Absolutely. That's a nice segue into uh, our mystery build. The, well, the cool build. Well, the cool slash weird build. The, the thing that arrived. The thing. Yeah. I like the thing.
1: Not, not 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 what we built. No. But what showed up. Visually, it had all the makings of something terribly cool until you inspected it a little bit further and you're like, none of this stuff makes sense. No. Not at all. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't.
0: So let's paint you a word picture before you go check our Instagram that underscore shooting underscore podcast at Instagram.
1: Plugs.
0: It is
1: a Remington X ex- Remington forty X action. Forty X action, Kate. Yep, short action with a. I don't know. I didn't measure that thing. Thirty-two inch.
0: Three, 32 inch barrel. I'd say she's darn near like an inch and a quarter oh, diameter. Man,
1: it's your full your full profile. Fluted. It's got a big break on the end of it. Yeah, and it's
0: black, which is kind of weird because generally when you're one-offing barrels, you're just going to leave them in the white or stainless because it's easier than
1: finishing them, right? Yeah, usually. Yeah, you. you I guess you see them like that more often than not. But
0: it's it's very well done. Yeah. It's In a big, heavy chote uh, sniper
1: stock. Yeah the the John Major John Major John John
0: plaster John plaster. Pl- plaster stock. Yeah. yeah. So it is it is a big, heavy like super match style stock. Yeah. This thing's, oh man, we should've weighed It's probably we like
1: oh, a 15 pound gun? Oh, well, way more than that. 20 pound It's way heavier than my rifle, my PRS rifle. It is. for a, sure, And that thing, thing is, I'm, I'm not even.
0: Doesn't even have bipod on it. Or
1: an optic. Or an optic. Yeah, it's crazy. Gotta it's gotta be cool.
0: 25 pound. You could pound posts on that
1: thing. It's insane. It's,
0: it's heavy. Yeah. But a short action, so we're like, what the heck is this? So we looked down the barrel and, you know, I could stick my picky down this thing. This thing is a 12.6 millimeter bore for all of you uh, Imperial fans out there. That's a fifty caliber barrel in a short action. And for those of you who don't know, uh, generally the fifty cal BMG, like the big 50, is in its own proprietary action length. Because yeah. it's big. It's like a yeah. five she's, inch
1: long she's cartridge. A, she's a big chonky girl. And, and it's in the, the same in. action as a two forty three yeah which is yeah think of your think your your 223s and your 243s and your 65 creed and your 308 short action yeah you're not fitting a bmg in this thing like not at all so it's uh so first guess right we're all kind of so naturally right this thing shows up and we're all like oh well when i seen it first yeah when i when i just seen you holding it i'm like oh man that's totally a that's a big 30 of some sort mm-hmm. or it's a big 338 or i'm like yep yeah, for sure and then you turn it around and you're like what's your guess i'm like well that's short action and i think, <laughs> I think the first thing i don't know what i said i said six five something right and yeah like, you said he's six like, five forty seven i think or something like that yeah i'm like maybe and you're like nope not even close and go to the backs you drop a whole six five down oh that thing. man <laughs> spin the brake off this thing and we're like oh we gotta mic this board, so we do this yeah measures twelve six uh 50 bale 50 ae i don't i don't know like because it's got a super short chamber yeah so even if you're feeding stuff from the back you man. only got so much you only got so much room yeah like it's it's crazy the bolt face is all milled out like right to the end like there yeah. is no <laughs> there is no you wouldn't want to drop left it off. god you'd, no you'd, you'd, i guarantee you it would like dent for sure it would like the extractor is just hanging out there in no man's land. Like there's nothing around it. It's crazy.
0: So the mystery Remington big rod is yeah. still el- still eluding us. But if we ever find out what caliber it is, we're gonna
1: we're gonna have to chamber cast. I think.
0: Well, I don't know if we'll do it. Maybe Mike over here will buy it and then get a chamber cast. Yeah,
1: maybe. We could It'll just be real hot- cheap if we don't know what caliber we could- it is. But you ever, you ever done the hot glue? Oh, the hot glue. You have to. I've hot glued
0: things that shouldn't have been hot glued. I have learned you need to heat up the medium first or else it cools on contact. So you hit yeah. that thing with a heat gun or blow yep. dryer, get it nice and hot, put a
1: chunk of... I usually yeah. use
0: earplugs. Put a chunk of something yeah, down there. Yeah, earplugs. Cotton the,
1: swab. Yep, for sure something. But you I think, think? I, because I am so curious, there's there's all kinds of speculations around. Yeah. One guy's pretty big on It's like a weird 50 cal muzzle loader that uses brass case yeah. 209 primer thing i think he's on drugs but it could be because that bold face doesn't match up like it, yeah, does, it doesn't bizarre. show anything like what did it measure like point, point 0.580 or 581 yeah. or something like yeah. that so there was a few metric cartridges that were close but right, they but were that was like was
0: so eight mil something European. Oh extinct. Man. it was
1: so obsolete that
0: you couldn't even. I have don't have a clue.
1: Board. I don't have a clue what this thing is.
0: We have to post a picture. It's got a super fast twist rate in it, though. So I'm. That's why I'm kind of leaning toward the muzzle loader. Yeah, because be. you're gonna your boat's gonna be going slow out of it once again, right? Why? What? The more important question is why not? It's true. I don't know. I'm wondering if this guy got it made. Or if uh, oh a little bit of background this is something that came out of an estate sale so we have like no history on it
1: yeah not a clue just it's just here yeah yeah I don't know it's insane so the mystery continues. it looks so cool I wanna I wanna own it so bad i are
0: gonna take a picture of it with you just for a sense of s- scale I think
1: nothing's dull and I am yeah
0: it's big yeah absolutely and you pick it up and you want to shoot an elephant something or a bus or a
1: pumpkin I don't know you want to blow something up with it.
0: Powerful feeling, uh, powerful feeling blaster. That's that's a big... Yeah. Probably wouldn't even be that bad to shoot. Uh,
1: I bet you it's not. I, I, that thing's gotta weigh like 25 plus. It has to. That thing is heavy. We're putting it on the scale, really. Yeah. We'll,
0: yeah. Weigh it. we'll wait when we're done here. We'll,
1: we'll check in next week
0: with the with weight a on that thing. I'll make a note here on my handy dandy note file. Well, look at him um, writing my weight. Weight of chonky boy.
1: That's how we need to put a tag on it. What is this thing? Chonky boy. What it is. You want it, right? You like my Let the internet
0: find out. Here's the specs of the chamber. Yeah. Tell us what caliber oh, it is. Oh
1: god. Can you imagine the answers we'll get.
0: Fifty chunky. Fifty. <laughs> She's the new fifty chunky. Fifty chunky. Yeah. Brought to you by Remington. Oh, squeaky stool. What are we
1: moving into the the grinder gear segments?
0: Yeah. The grind our gears. What are we
1: doing? Supply lines. Oh. Why are they so long?
0: Why are they constantly being shot by American airplanes? <laughs> Yeah, they're super long. They're super stretched out, as I'm sure everybody who has gone to the lumberyard or the nut and bolt place or the grocery store. To buy your jug of milk
1: because it's going to snow. Yeah, exactly. People are losing their minds. Or the
0: gas station. As you all know, availability on everything sucks. Yeah. You want to buy something. They can't tell you how long it's going to be.
1: Yeah. I've heard stuff like right from four weeks to 14 months. Yep, and anywhere in between, and it you decide what it is, and it's a roll of the dice for what's available exactly. and what you can get. Um, yeah, components. Yep, reloading components. Son, here we're talking about the reloading stuff again, but like guys are scrounging for powder, they're looking for primers. You see the price of primers?
0: No, I don't look at that stuff. Oh, it makes me sad. Or ten bucks a hundred. So $10, yeah, $10 something on the primer
1: something like that which is but going forward probably gonna be cheap it but might be i guess we'll see yeah I don't, I, I don't know it's just so yeah everything is so delayed right from firearms to components to ammo, to accessories ammo scopes. optics mounts just magazines all of it all of it is just so behind and of course most of most of this fun things they come from the the our Europe's. friends, our friends to the south of the border as well, yep. and the Europes—they don't necessarily put us on the top of our, uh, their list to share with. Not really. We're the redheaded stepchild a little bit. We yeah. we kind of get get the know, overflow. We get to the table last. Stuff they don't want. Yeah, it's a little bit of that. So, with that being said, we you know we're seeing some we're seeing sporadic shipments. We're getting some things in. Stuff is showing up. It's Stuff's just still coming. It's just it's just so forever.
0: slow. And they're not telling it. We can't get. Ideas on how long it's going to take.
1: Yeah, the ETAs are... Yeah, the, the manufacturers are not even telling us. They're not even giving us a solid timeline because so much changes on their side as well. Yeah. That... They, they don't have an answer. Yeah. And, yeah, the Europe situation right now, of course, of everything that's going on there, that's not helping. There's a lot of efforts that are being concentrated towards that, of course. Global shortage of pierogies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good thing I got. Uh, good thing I got some inroads there. Never, I'm never behind. Let's me up with some homemade pierogies? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be wicked. Absolutely. None of that uh, store uh, crap. Baba uh, pinched, as I like to say. That's, hey, that's how you got to get them. Hey, you got to get them that way.
0: What I'm thankful for, you know what I'm thankful for, Mike? What's I, that? I am thankful for all our hundreds of fans uh, currently listening to this podcast. That's what I'm thankful for.
1: Really? Yeah, we got some analytics on this stuff. No, but does that matter? Yeah, kind of. That means things. Yep. Can't be just be throwing around claims right now, can I mean, yeah, everybody's listening. You're right. Like, get, jump on the bandwagon right now. This is a hard, get hit. in on
0: the ground floor. This
1: is a hard hitting podcast. You want to be that guy that's like, oh man, I found this podcast and they're so awesome. And we're like 50 episodes in or 60. And they're like, oh, yeah, so awesome. You could be the OG.
0: Yeah, exactly. You could send us an email at, uh, that shooting podcast at gmail.com and yeah. say hey I started listening to your podcast today.
1: You yeah, are- I think
0: you guys are all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like hey
1: you guys are Add good you to the or of you guys are shit. Like just, send us your question. Just tell us what it is. Yeah, we're uh, we're big boys. You yeah. can tell us. It's fine. And if you do and we
0: don't like it, we'll just blast you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> nah, kid. Thanks for listening, dudes. Uh, dudes and doodads. Dude you, you bet. You Dogs, cats, anybody, children huh? stuck in the room, I
1: grandmas, anything. Anybody? You got a phone? Sentient download. robots? Whoa,
0: easy. Get out there, man. <laughs> then we better they built find the pyramids. out. We better.
1: F- <laughs> <laughs> we better find out what caliber yeah. that forty X is, then, because we're going to need it for I'm, Terminators. I'm, I'm dusting a robot with that son of a bitch. Absolutely, no joke. Oh uh, man. So what are you thankful for? What did you even say? Was, oh, of Meat what, our, our hundreds of fans. Oh yeah. Right. Sorry, forgot about that. What am I thankful for?
0: What are you thankful
1: for? I don't know.
0: Well, I'll give you a minute to think about it. Really? Yeah.
1: I shouldn't have to think Still that long. Through the glory of editing. Ooh, you know what I'm thankful for? What? My substantial amount of primers that I have. In.
0: Yes. You said your you said your stockpile last time, but I guess primers. Did I fine. really? You 100 percent did. Oh yeah. The loading components. That's how That's pumped I am about
1: having actual components right now. Yeah. What am I thankful for? Work.
0: Jobs yeah. are cool. Jobs are cool. Jobs are well, yeah, cool. Yeah. Wow. Need jobs to buy guns. You do. Guns are fun. Guns guns are expensive. Fun Fun to look at, fun to shoot, not so fun to clean for me, I'm kind of lazy. We are uh, at that point where we like to do our community service and shout out a shooting club, because we like to bring people into the shooting community, and hopefully you're a person who's got interest in the shooting community that maybe otherwise wasn't interested. So uh, we're going to point out some shooting clubs, get you interested in the... uh, the uh, areas of uh shooting uh, that you can uh, shoot in yeah uh, that's areas. a
1: lot of you use shooting a lot right there well it's that shooting podcast you were
0: rambling so who who are we doing i don't know who are we doing that was your job this week was we it? alternate right
1: oh crap that's right i did it last week no you didn't i did totally oh yeah you, you talked about practice score. you we just talk about the virgin trap club yeah trap club oh, great great organization good bunch of guys Typically, they shoot. Uh, naturally, it's got the weather's got to warm well up and the yeah. snow's going to be gone and all that stuff. But uh, typically, sh-
0: shooters are fair weather shooters. Just saying.
1: Do you want to stand out there in the snow? No. Don't, don't answer that.
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: yeah, great group of guys. Uh, you can become a member with them. I forget what a membership is. costs, but trust me, it's not a lot of dollars for the amount of shooting that you can do there mm-hmm. uh, over a year. They shoot uh, typically twice a week. Yep. Sunday, Sunday mornings, Wednesday evenings. Yeah, there's always people around. You can also just drop in. At, more than happy oh, to have you come out. For sure. Yeah, drop in. Uh, probably probably you can most likely use somebody's shotgun if you wanted to shoot a round of
0: trap. Oh, yeah. Heck, they're, like, oh, they're playing around with their
1: $6,000 sh- shotguns. They're just like, hey,
0: take her up for a try. Uh,
1: not this guy. No way. Something cheap because I'm not a hardcore trap guy. So, But I sure enjoy shooting it's yeah. super fun yeah super absolutely. fun so yeah that's that's this week's um, kind of spotlight check them out uh, they got a Facebook page I believe for oh, Virgin, Virgin Trap. Trap Club I think you can search them like that yeah. Uh, yeah check them out good bunch of guys and if you got a shooting club in your area go
0: check them out say hi yep they probably won't bite and if they do that's the least of your worries because they have
1: guns That yeah, absolutely or if you do hear this and you're from somewhere else and you got your, your local shooting club shoot us a message yes we'll, we'll plug them on a podcast absolutely 100%. this is um this is not just a local thing this is canada wide canada coast to coast to coast as some guy likes to say so if you have a shooting local shooting club
0: you want to give them a shout out send us an email that shooting podcast is gmail.com. shoot us an instagram message at that underscore shooting underscore podcast let us know the name of the shooting club. Maybe how you can get a hold of them. Contacts, name. You know, we want to get people out there. We want to get them involved. Absolutely. Yep. The more people who know about shooting, the less people who want to uh, make it illegal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> really? That's. That's about as a. Uh, we need them to, on our side. Yeah, that's about as a to the point statement as you could probably make. That's not wrong. Strengthen numbers. It's it's us versus them. them. That's it's <laughs> us versus them.
0: But if we can convert them, more of us, less of them. We're winning. We're winning. That's right. I think that's going to wrap us up for this
1: week. I You're think so. We're getting something, but I don't think we are. I don't think so. I think that's everything. All right. Thanks, wow. everybody, for tuning in.
0: Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to uh, Connor for playing us out. Yeah. And uh, later days. All right.
1: Later.